live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another, and we catch up. Now, I actually want to interject here because I think it's important for those – because a very small percentage of our audience goes on the live show, listens to the live show. So maybe you should just give a brief statement because on the live show all was explained. But maybe you should just give a brief statement about our shocking cliffhanger from last week. I mean, not – there weren't tons of details that we talked about on the live show. Mike, you told us about how all like how, how he reacted about a letter he wrote. <laughs> there were pictures. He wrote a song and had it played. He called uh, Love Songs on the Coast to have a song by Billy Ocean uh, <laughs> dedicated to you. There was a lot going on. It was You told yeah. us a lot of stuff. Um, so last time we talked, I kind of told you that RK and I split up, and that was... That was that. So. No information for those people who listen. What What do you want me to tell them? Okay. Well, have there been any? Okay, how about this? Uh, is the breakup with RK part of any of your stories this week? No. Okay. Okay, then, okay, then I'm going to ask a question. One of the things we learned is that you guys were had purchased tickets to go see something on Friday. Yeah, so I went to the uh, Warriors basketball game on Friday. And he was there as well? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a group of us, friends, and And how was that? Whatever. It was good. I mean, we kind of talked beforehand and um, just figured out what what was what and that sort of thing. So the Warriors game, um, when I went, it was like. Um, I want to hear so about the mean. no, because I want to so hear about rude, the. Joe. I want to hear about the arcade. I don't want to hear about the okay. Warriors. So when you start telling your stories, I'll just tell you what I no, want to hear about. Mike, and not Mike, hear about your Mike, story. Mike. If I on the last episode was and I'm becoming a woman, and then yeah. you're like, what? And then the next episode, I was like, oh, but let me tell you, I just saw that last episode of True Detective. That was so good. And you're like, wait, no, I want to hear. Okay, so tell me about the Warriors game. Well, it was a big crowd of uh, a big group of people. Um, some of uh, his friends that I know and then some. Were they mean to you? No, no, but no, everybody's really nice. He actually didn't tell all of his friends that we broke up. So mm-hmm. that was a little bit weird, but. Um, it was weirder yeah. when he tried to hold your hand. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird when the kiss cam came around. Yeah, and we're like, uh, <laughs> but um, the 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 first part of the night that really just kind of got my social anxiety high. Um, it's like this large group of friends that all bought a a bunch of tickets together, right? So we walk into the game. We have tickets. We have seats. But when we get there, like. Um, you know, the, the first five people that got there are all sitting together, even though their seats are like scattered in this big section of seats. So like nobody's sitting in their seats, which is like a common thing. So we get there and we sit in seats that aren't ours, but are part of the group's seats. Right. And it starts filling in. And then people start showing up in the group that there's like five of them and they all have five tickets together. So they're like, uh, these are our seats. Oh, this is one thing where I'm with you. I I hate uh, that. And I'm like, well, those are our seats. And then those people are sitting over here. Like, it's just such a clusterfuck. And like, yeah, I'm sitting in your seat. But like, I'm doing that because those guys are sitting in those. It just was so annoying. And like, not only is that frustrating, but then like a game is happening. And there's people sitting behind us that don't want us to stand and shuffle around for 20 minutes so that... You can sit next to, you know, your your two friends. I don't know. I just hated it and felt so uh, on edge. But when we were there, um, one of uh, our friends, he was like, <laughs> um, do it. We were way up high, way up high, like five rows from the top. So we're we're 
watching the game and this guy starts he's in our group he starts yelling like he's like come on why aren't you calling a foul on that or like sentences not like boo or like no or nothing it was like long sentences and what was it was kind of funny that he was like screaming them and people were like looking at him and laughing at him and i think that he felt validated by like the people laughing like he thought they were laughing at what he was saying not that yeah it was just silly that he was doing that but then he just kept going and it was like hey ref yeah why not get in your car turn it on (laughs) drive out of the parking lot Drive, go to the mall. Okay, for you to take two lefts and a right, okay? And you park at the yes. mall, walk through Sears, go yes. up the escalators to the Lens Crafters. Walk into the Lens Crafters. Wait your turn in the Lens Crafters. Ask for an eye test. The, the first one's easy. It's E. It gets a little harder to tell between an R and a B, but here's the point. You're going to take an eye test. When you do, get the eye test. Have them validate that you cannot see. Call the guide dog people. Have them train a guide dog. Bring it to the lens crafters. Guide you to your car. Then get back into your car. Drive back to the arena. Go through the normal security checkpoints. Walk back onto the court. And see that foul. Basically, yeah. You got it. Like, it was just so awkward that they were so long and, like, complicated with, like, big words. He was, like, um, one of one of the good ones was, like, in the fourth quarter, it took the, the opposing team a few minutes to, like, score any points. And he was, like, yeah, first point this quarter. Good job, guys. Like, it was, like, not only was he yelling something out, but it also had, like, iron or sarcasm so like it wasn't just a long sentence but yeah. you had to pick up on the the actual like nuance of the sentence it was crazy but it was a good time i've never been to a hey ref game. walk up to this level we are in <laughs> k2 the row in front of me there are two homosexuals they've broken up see if you can sort that one out <laughs> yeah so uh nba game have you ever been to an nba nba game I strangely have not. I have um, been. I went to a Harlem Globetrotters game a few weeks ago. That doesn't count. Oh, you mean that? The, oh, so at NBA games, they don't pretend to throw water and actually <laughs> throw confetti on them, or? Uh, uh-uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they don't like use a trampoline and jump over the guy and make him look dumb and pull his pants down. Nope. That doesn't happen at NBA games. Oh, not not normally. No. So it was a good game. It was um. Uh, it's exciting. I like sports when you're like, I like watching live sports because like, it's just, I don't know. It's a fun thing to do. Um, I can't get into like following sports. Did you sit next to Rod Kyle? Yeah, of course. Did you guys share, did you guys share a popcorn or anything? No, but he bought French fries and he was sharing it with everyone. So it was like hovering over my lap and then a catch a little thing of ketchup, like a little cup of ketchup fell onto me. And he's like, I'll lick that off. <laughs> was he that like that? Is that what you were going? No. He didn't happen to buy like a big plate of spaghetti and offer you and you guys like shared a strand? No. Uh-uh. We didn't Uh-oh. lady in the tramp it. Uh, what's going on in your world? Uh, oh, there's. Uh, go ahead. No. I was I was like going to go into news stories. Oh. But oh. Maybe, maybe we should just stick with the structure we yeah, do well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so get this. So on Thursday evening. I went with my friend Mercedes to a cocktail party we were invited to in honor of Marianne Williamson. Your messiah. Mm. Yeah. Did you feel like you were like at um, like the, oh, I wish I knew Bible history better. I was going to make like a Bible joke because she's like your God, but I couldn't mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. So we show, Mercedes wants to show up early, uh, wisely so, so that we get. FaceTime with her, not because she wants the most FaceTime, but because she wants to get in and out. You okay. know, like, get it out of the way, and then leave. A few people are there scattered, and there she is. There she is, the woman that I love and worship, right? Now, I've never actually met her. Like, I've been to many of her talks. I've been, you know, I've seen her a million times, but I've never met her. So she comes over to me and Mercedes, and she introduces herself, 
And Mercedes is really, first of all, Mercedes doesn't know, really know who she is besides through me. So she doesn't give a shit, right? Okay. So she just starts talking to Marianne. Right? I wish I could tell you what she was talking about because, but I was so like transfixed by her aura that I just couldn't. And then she so finally she goes, yeah, and you know, I know all about you through Joe. Joe goes to your talk at the Saban. And then Marianne turns to me and gives me her heavenly attention. And she goes, oh, hi, Joe. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, ah. And I, <laughs> girl, I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hi. And I, But there was a part of me that was sort of disappointed because I wanted her that when Mercedes said he goes to your talks at the Saban Theater – we're going to be like, oh, yes, you sit in the third row with your gay cousin. <laughs> right? She did it. She just was like, oh, how nice. Uh-huh. You know? And I was like, ugh, Marianne. <laughs> um, so we had a very brief interaction with her. She's super lovely. I'm going to have way more Marianne stories at the house party that Mercedes and I are throwing for her in April, the end of April. But oh. um, but that was my brief interaction with her. But there was – she had it the, the cocktail party where her campaign office is. And there was this really – she has some cute boys who work for her. It's 90% women. In fact, 95% women. But there was this like, really, really tall, cute boy that worked on her staff. Mm-hmm. And then we both went to the bathroom at the same time. And it was one of those one-stall, one-urinal bathrooms. Okay. So he went to the urinal. So I went to the stall. Uh he was so tall, he could totally look over the urinal. Really? I mean, over the stall. Yes, that's how tall he was. And I got That's all... a little freakish. I don't like that tall. Yeah, and I got pee shy. Oh, no. And you're in a, a toilet, so like he can yes. hear that you're not doing anything. And see. That's just here. Yeah. He can see. He could just like look. I'm just standing there. Well, I don't think that he was really looking. But... In my head, like, he was. When in my it's head, like he was completely like, silent. He's like, oh, but his was his was silent too. And then we were just standing there for like the longest time. Neither one of us peeing. I wonder- silence in a urinal, though. I mean, urinals. It's harder to hear if somebody's going or not, right? If it's like urine against porcelain, but when it's urine into a big bowl of water, it's like obvious if you're doing it or not. I know. I finally got yeah. the strength to do it. And- you telling me about uh, meeting Marianne and like freezing up reminded me. Um, I so I worship John Legend the way you worship Marianne Williamson. Uh, have you seen that video of John Legend with the big boner dancing with the girl? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. I, I love have. that video. Oh my god. Um. So I really love him, and I was I went and saw him live, and when I went, he did this like thing. I like had pretty decent seats. He did this thing where it was like boxing themed and he entered the the venue from the back of the theater and ran up and I like could see him coming. I knew he was coming down the aisle. I was aisle seat. So I could have like reached my hand out and like touched him like everyone else did. And I was like, like a kid seeing Santa Claus, like freaking out and like not wanting to, you know, do anything. So I just like stood back instead of like leaned forward. Oh, really? Yeah. What's I'd wrong with him. you? I don't know. I just like froze. Oh, so anyway, that was my Marianne story. It was I met her. I was totally tongue tied, which I be, I think anyone who listens to this show understands how rare that is for me to be tongue tied. I actually, and I'm actually to be honest with you, I'm rarely ever starstruck. The only time I was ever starstruck was when I was in college. Um, I used to work for the school newspaper, and I used to organize like they. I would get access to a lot of things if I did things for the studios. And one of them was I uh, helped get college kids to go to the premiere of Evita, like stand outside and cheer. Mm-hmm. And so in exchange, they gave me tickets to the premiere. Mm-hmm. And so I got there early. I went with John Paul. And we were sitting like, you know, on the, like in the front of the balcony of this theater. Right. And then Madonna came in mm-hmm. and she sat like three rows ahead of us. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not even a huge Madonna fan, but Madonna's pretty famous. Yeah. So... I was, she looked great. Yeah. And she, uh, so I was, cause that was the one, that was the first time she'd appeared. God, this is how old I am. It was the first time she'd appeared in public after Lourdes was born. Oh. <laughs> Lourdes, who's now like, yeah. Has, Lourdes. has grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. Lourdes, who's a, you know, like, can rent a car legally by herself now. Um, yeah. So, uh, Lourdes, who's in menopause. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
and Lourdes, who's in the cast of Girls. So, uh, but yeah, but I was the only time I was starstruck. But yeah. there we go. Okay, so what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, I think I had a really slow week, um, just kind of doing work stuff and whatever. But this weekend, we were gonna re- we're recording a little bit later than normal because this morning I had um, my friend. I've I've described her in the past as like my flaky friend, even though the last time. We were going to hang out. She was like, hmm, want a rain check? And I was already, like, ready to hang out. Do you remember this? Yes. So we actually hung out today. We had been planning on it. We kind of joked and were like, no rescheduling. We're like, this is going to happen. Um, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't care. Like, let's do lunch. Let's do, you know, brunch. What do you want to do? And she was like, I want to have a picnic in Go- uh, Golden what is Gate wrong Park. with this person? <laughs> She's like, I want to have a picnic in Golden Gate Park. You know what and this reminds like, me of? And she's one of these people. I can't. I hope we keep doing the show until this happens. She's one of those people who has a destination fucking wedding. I hate destination weddings. I think it's rude to have a destination wedding. And she definitely will have a destination wedding. And it'll be a random destination. She's like, oh, I'm having a destination wedding in Antarctica. <laughs> the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I I don't know if that's actually true that she would do that, but so she wanted to do this picnic in Garden Girl, Garden Golden Gate Park, and I was like, ugh, okay. And like, um, I carved out the time, but I never like firmed up details. So we kind of arranged to meet. Another friend was joining us. It was going to be three of us. Um, everything's fine. And then this morning, kind of not last minute, but like as it's like getting close to the time to go uh we have not talked about details at all she was like hey uh the weather's kind of not perfect for a, a picnic and i was like maybe we should just eat a, at a restaurant oh uh, that's so much better i know so we went to golden gate park still which is beautiful and um and we had restaurant at the beach chalet chalet Chalet? Beach chalet. They'll feed you to the <laughs> limit. Bup, 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 bup. Do you think they have sports chalet all over any anywhere somebody can access our podcast? Like that might be a know. totally obscure thing. So we we just hung out and sh- uh, talked, and nothing really exciting happened. She did uh, one of her coworkers like rode by on a skateboard <laughs> randomly. What? I know, like a like a thirty five year old. Well, it's like a a big park with like many people riding bikes and walking and lots of dogs and whatever. And he just rode by on a skateboard and she's like, Hey Eric. And he was like, Oh, Hey guys. And he came over and was he cute? Joe, super hot. Of course. Super hot. No, wait, super hot. But then he comes over and he was like, Oh, Hey, what do you do? And I like I explained what I do. And he's like, man, I always wanted, like, I'm really fascinated by design. And like, I just, Every I, all I do all day is like pay attention to color, yeah. and then he got like weird and like I don't know, just weird. And he he said something about I told him I lived in Oakland, and he was like, "How is that for your like your what did he say? I don't know. I just felt like he wanted to talk about like my chakras or something. Like it was he was just like weird and metaphysical. Oh, and, so like, he would have totally known who Marianne was. You should have been like my friend is no, went to a cocktail party with Marianne Williamson. <laughs> You would have so gotten in the pants. Yeah. No, he was straight, but like Uh, fucking boring story. (laughs) What else is happening with you besides meeting your Messiah? So my mom threw a surprise party for one of her cousins who was turning sixty. Okay. And I like this cousin a lot. She's super sweet, super nice. So wait, your mom's cousin? What does that make her to you? She is my. My, she's my mom's first cousin, so that so means would that be your first, second cousin. No, first cousin once removed. Okay, I think her kids would be my second cousin. I have an app on my phone that could tell me, but I don't care that much. Okay, so uh, I, I was helping set up food for the surprise party. I was doing all this running around yesterday. People arrive, okay, but one of the her name's Linda. One of the things about Linda is she's late everywhere right so my mom's like she's arriving at five i told her it's really important to be here at five Mm -hmm. right first of all 
everyone at the party is a bunch of idiots. Like, there's a set of stairs in my house that are right in front of the front door. By the time she did arrive, they were all standing on the stairs. But that's the point of the story. The point is, she was late, and my mom was freaking out. But So then it's getting close for her to come, and my mom is freaking out. And, okay, so here's the plan of the story. So here was the plan. The plan was that Linda and her husband were going to show up, and they were going to go to dinner with my mom and dad. And that my mom and dad had dinner reservations at 5 p.m. Linda, like, okay, uh, Linda said she'd be here. You know, the, the husband said that they'll be here in, like, a minute. My mom emerges with, like, a bathrobe on? Like, Wait, I'm confused. Why? Because she wanted Linda to think that she was just out of the shower? Or, like, asleep? Okay. I don't get it. Everyone's like, no, take off the bathrobe. That makes no sense. So she's like, oh, okay. But why would my mom be in a bathroom at 5 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> when is she going to go to dinner? Like, it was so weird. So then, so that's not the point. Linda gets there. She's really attached, and she starts crying, right? Well, okay. you know who was there. Do you remember from a long-ass time ago the story about when I found out a cousin of mine was closeted? Yeah. Okay, well, he came. And so since then, it's sort of come out that he knows I know, right? Right. Um. So he walks up to me, and he's like, he starts talking in that, like, gay code, which I haven't done in a long time because I'm just out and everyone I know is out. Yeah. But he's like, oh, so where do you like to go, you know? Uh, and I was like, okay. oh. So we start having this conversation, like, about, like, being gay and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, well, this guy's cool with it, right? So I go, can I see some questions? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. And he go, I go, well, let me know if these questions offend you at all. Okay? <laughs> By the way, they weren't offensive questions. But I go, if these questions get too personal, just let me know. You know, yeah, he yeah. goes, okay, if I, if they do, I'll just get up and walk away, which made no sense. I was like, okay. I go, uh, so how long have you known? Because the yeah. guy's really butch, right? He goes, yeah. um, I've pretty much known my whole life, right? And I go, okay. really? And he goes, yeah. And then I asked something super innocuous to like how long, something else about how long something, right? And he got up and walked away. And Wait, what? He got up and walked away. But why? He was uncomfortable? He was uncomfortable from that question, and he, and he left the party? He left? Yeah. Left? Yeah. Got his kids and left. What? Yeah. But me, But meanwhile, we had conversations already in code about gay clubs, about the different kinds of guys that we like, the kind of guys he likes. I mean, it wasn't like... The question I asked was like exactly like, oh, how long have you known? You know? That was it. He that He's so closeted. That he, he he got up and left. And for a while, I felt badly. But then I was like, mm, I didn't really ask anything that wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong at all. I know. That's why I don't feel badly. That's so weird. I don't, like, the whole closeted thing really just is crazy hard for me to understand. Like, I've been out since I was, um, pretty much since I was financially free of my parents. Like, I've been out. And so, I just don't understand what forces like you got it's not like your family is like disowns all of the gays that come out like there's well, gay people in your family that go to family functions he's and, on a different side and that family is way more christian and really conservative but he has an uncle right who's gay and is a week younger younger than him no this uncle's like 10 years older than me right uh -huh. but um uh, that cut that uncle of his used to take him around to gay bars. I mean, people know that, that uncle's gay. I think it's just it, in that side of the family, it's very like don't talk about it. You know, mm -hmm. don't ever bring it up. It's very secret. It's very quiet. I don't know. It's really really weird. I don't know. Like, I don't I, get it. I, it's I'm, hard for me to understand. That's all. I'm just very like, look, just fucking own it and just be like, because he was like, oh, he said something like, oh, you talk about it so freely, it doesn't bother you. I'm like, I don't care. And like. I maybe he's not comfortable talking to your grandmother about it, but like you guys are clearly having this conversation. Why, like, why did it have to abruptly end? Yeah, so that was pretty much a surprise party. That was pretty much the most eventful stuff that happened. But, um, Mike Lawson, what's going on in the Bay Area? So, do you use Yelp, Joey? I do use Yelp, yes. So, there is a, a Yelp just put out a list of the top 100 U.S. restaurants. In, uh, uh, well, U.S. restaurants. So yeah, I saw country. some of those, yeah. And San Francisco is 
losing their shit. Well, first of all, San Francisco is a really heavy, heavy Yelp town. So like it, Yelp reviews can really make or break a place up here because people take it very seriously. Um, but not a lot of San Francisco based restaurants made the list. And so there's like, um, people saying that like, if you Yelp is like pay to play and like not enough restaurants paid to get put on this list, that's one of the criticisms people are just really upset about it. Like we're going to start boycotting Yelp. How are, how much are they charging? This is an extortion operation, that sort of thing. So I was curious, you, you saw the list you said, did, did any of them locally, like in the LA area feel like they were shafted? Like people are saying from up here? Uh, well, they didn't care as much down here in LA, but you know I'm a big LA foodie. So I happen to know they're really good restaurants and the selections that they had on there were just really, really bizarre. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing is, a lot of times, I don't think it's necessarily, um, I don't think Yelp was doing anything shady. I don't know if Yelp's necessarily pay to play as much as it's pay to not be negative reviewed, you know? Right. But Well, that's, well, the algorithm they said they used for this um, put weight on the number of reviews. That's the thing. Okay. Plus the number of positive reviews. That's part of my theory. So, yes, are there better restaurants in Los Angeles than the ones that appeared on the list? Yes, but a lot of the better restaurants are more expensive and they're not as frequented by the masses. Like, for instance, one of the restaurants on the list is this place called Mama D's in um, Newport Beach. Mm -hmm. I know Mama D's. I've lived in Newport Beach for a large number of years, a lot, you know, a lot of years. And the thing with Mama D's is the food's okay. It's not bad. It's decent Italian food. But their customer service is, like, crazy. They're like, greet you at the door. Oh, my God, come in. Sit down. Like, they're, like, super, super, super customer service. And it's not terribly expensive, especially for Newport Beach. So it's very, very busy all the time. A lot of people go there. So they're going to have a ton of Yelp reviews. And they're going to be really affected by the customer service and not necessarily the food. So I think it's those kind of places get a lot of play. Right. And right, so right, right. – it's interesting looking at the list. I've had a few of the places that are up near me, um, and some of them are incredible. And then some of them, like um, there's a a pizza place up here that is like a co-op, and they serve one type of pizza, and that's it. A, one type of pizza a day. Like you go in and you don't know what it is. It's like today it's like mozzarella artichoke heart or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you just you're gonna get that or you're not gonna get that. It's up to you. Um. But and it's okay, but I don't, I just don't know why it made the list. But um, it's just interesting to me because I know a lot of people that really put a lot of attention into Yelp reviews. Like they won't go to a restaurant, for example, if it has a, a low rating. But I'm, I'm but I'm, I'm not I'll that be big honest. About it. I'll be. I think I'm gonna go with you. I'll be honest with you. I use Yelp as a guide. You know, mm -hmm. like I'll, I'll use it as a guide. But you have to be very, very, very. Um, dubious of yelp reviews in general because like even negative ones like read the negative ones a lot of times it's stupid it's like i heard this place was good and i drove all the way out from norwalk and it's closed on sundays Boo, one star one star and you're like right you didn't even eat there you didn't eat there and it's not your it's not their fucking fault that you don't go on the web and call ahead or blah 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 right right right, right you know right. so and also you have to be dubious of the five star ones or four star ones whatever they use because they'll be like um, really love Katie. She's the best waitress ever. Right. Like, what? <laughs> I have a couple of Yelp stories. One, um, there's a restaurant in Phoenix that it was brand new. It's like a pizza place and it was delicious. Uh, Brian Gregory and I went and we had like a breakfast pizza. Is that with kitchen? So had, like, no. Uh, and it had like bacon on it and like fried egg on the pizza. It was delicious. Sounds great. But we got this pizza, we got two sodas, two Diet Cokes, Great. and the bill was like, I don't know, like 40-something bucks. It was Whoa. like ridiculous, right? For And it wasn't a huge pizza. I think they even had larger pizzas. So I wrote my Yelp review. I said, like, the food was phenomenal. The wait staff was great. The ambiance was wonderful. All of these things are good. The only thing is, is like, for a pizza like and two sodas, it was way overpriced. And the owner responded he messaged me directly to try to explain why the prices were so high. And he was like, that's fine, but why it's were the prices pizza. so high? 
Like, we use fresh, locally sourced ingredients, bullshit, bullshit. Great. I like my money locally sourced in my bank. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And then I have another Yelp story, Joey. I, Why aren't um, you banned from a restaurant because of Yelp? Yeah. How do you say you're not into Yelp? I didn't say... I, I don't put as much... Oh, okay. When you're looking... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I know people that, like, um, hey, do you want to try this place? And they're like, well, let's see what Yelp says first. Yeah. And they, like, won't go because, you know... Um, uh, Bien Fao 1982 said, <laughs> I, I didn't like my experience or whatever. They should do Yelp reviews on guys that you date. You know, like <laughs> Mike Lawson's Yelp review. He's yeah. like. Stop right there. Okay. And then. um, Oh, so the I got banned from a place because I wrote. I think I've already told this on the show. Yeah, you actually. did. You did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Because the guy's rude. Not... The food was good, but the guy was rude. No, the food isn't good. That was the thing. Oh, the, the food guy's was just whatever. such a dick. This guy's such a dick, and there's so many good places to eat around there that why would you do it? I have – this rarely happens, but this, I have a news story that I know the details. Well, not the details of the news story, but I have a lot to say about this news story. Mike, did you see what happened at Servite High School in Anaheim over the weekend? Yeah, like a stage collapsed. Okay. The, One thing we yeah. should know. I went to Surrey High School. Yeah. Two. In, a, in Anaheim, California. In Anaheim, California. I was a musical theater nerd. So you've been on this stage? Many times. Many, uh-huh. many times. In fact, when I uh, saw this story and saw the pictures and everything and saw where the stage collapsed, I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't surprised. Really? Oh, yeah. Because when we would be in the theater, I remember being like, you know, 10 years ago when I was in high school, thinking that, um, not, no challenge there on that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching the video. Have you seen the video? I don't want to see it? the video. It seems like it'd be disturbing. I'll let you know. Uh, they're, holy shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. So I have, I have feelings about this. Okay. Story too. So I've done many shows on this stage and we would do shows. We'd be doing West Side Story or Hello Dolly or Brigadoon or Into the Woods or whatever. And when we would sit on the, I think it's called the skirt or whatever, when it covers the orchestra pit, I would be on there and, you know, dancing my little butt away at the time I was little and going like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I go, uh, this is very, very not secure. It's warping, right? Then we would be underneath the stage in the pit. And when people would be dancing, you could just see it going like buckling, right? Now, this is a long time ago. That being that being said, someone told me that the girls were just like st- they had way too many people on the stage, and yeah, it was that packed. yeah, and that the girls were like stomping on this, yeah, like, just like bouncing and bouncing and bouncing up and down this. If somebody said to you, "Put a bunch," can we put a bunch of people on the stage and try to get the stage to collapse? And you saw the video. That looks like what they were trying to do. Yeah, they're so- like really doing this, like. It's packed full of people. Yeah. And they're doing this crazy thing. Um, the stage, just so you know, the stage was built in uh, the 1980s, but in 1996, an extension was added, and the extension is the part that collapsed. Oh, so, yeah. so this happened um, the, the video, a few years I mean, before I got to high school. What? <laughs> right. Let me tell you, though, I read this article and I knew you went to Servite when I saw it. I, you know, when I see Anaheim in a headline, I'm going to read the story because I'm from the, the area too. I, this might be a little bit controversial. I kind I mean, nobody was killed, right? A, I mean, the, looking at the video, like people got hurt. People there are, were There are a few broken this. arms. I know people who yeah. were involved in this who um, reported. There's only a few broken arms. Yeah. So there, I mean, that's sad, but that being said, like, I don't understand why there's like a prayer vigil the next day and why the oh, newspaper the, has like girls I, crying on the front well, page. I can tell you all the answers to that. One, I, the newspaper just likes the tears and a bunch of girls falling. Two, yeah. oh, Servi and Rosary and even the Catholic schools in the area, they've been blowing up social media because they don't want to get their asses sued. They're going to get sued. And right. you know what? I don't know if Servite should be sued, but Rosary for sure should be sued. You know, whoever's directing that and putting that many girls jumping up and down on the front of the stage, you yeah. know. But um, maybe Servite should be part of that, too. But let me tell you this. Do you know who's going to really suffer? 
at this all-boys school, I went there. They're mean. See, a lot of people think, oh, all-boys school is going to be super gay. No, it's super testosterone-y. Yeah. You know how many fucking great, hilarious, rosary girls are fat that they broke the stage jokes are going to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but at least it wasn't one girl. Imagine, like, the... The, oh, what yeah. would happen to that girl? Yeah. At least they have power of numbers, right? It's yeah. like 200. There was something like 200 girls up there. Something ridiculous, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, this red and well, gold is what Rosary puts on every year. In fact, they've been thinking of canceling it. I wonder if this is going to be what, either they're going to keep going with it or they're going to cancel it because of this. Yeah. 24 students were injured, just so you know, during this rally. Um, 200 to 250 people were in the audience. 250 students were on stage. That's a ridiculous. That that's like fire code breaking number of students. Well, in the, the theater, in the state, in the audience is really small. I can't believe they don't they don't get that many tickets because the theater holds like a thousand people. Yeah, but. 24 students were taken to the hospital with moderate injuries, things like broken bones, scrapes, and bruises. All of which don't require front page stories of children crying, in my opinion. Because the video is, I'm sure, great. Is the video great? The video, no, it's not. Um, you don't see girls like just fall into a hole or anything, or yeah, but like it's it's like 95 percent anticipation because you see them like jumping on this like stage and like oh they're gonna fall through any jump now oh. and so like each jump you're like is it this one is it the next one is oh, it the no. next and one? what does the audience do when they when they fall through? They like jump up and then the video ends. Oh. So I like people know that it's like not part of the show or whatever. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Joe, I'm my next story. I feel like it's so consuming up here. Everyone's if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, you know the story. It's been talked about to death. But I have a feeling that maybe it is kind of a local story. So I'm going to put it, bring it up and you can let me know if you've heard about it. But uh, a woman claims up here that she was attacked at a punk rock bar for wearing her Google glasses. Are you familiar with the Google glasses? Google glass. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. Glass. Look up story about woman with Google glass. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the story. <laughs> so because Google's in the area, because we have a lot of like tech nerds, um, you will see from time to time, I would guess probably more than everywhere else in kind of the country right now, you'll see a lot of people wearing Google Glass. Not tons of them, but if you're walking in the city, you'll probably see two or three people wearing these Google Glasses. Um, they do things like allow you to like browse the web or whatever on the glass of your glasses. Um, and so this woman was in the lower hate in a, a, a punk bar, a punk bar of all places called Molotovs. And, um, her name is Sarah Solcom and she's a writer and she, some sort of like, I don't know what she does exactly, like PR, business consulting um, or something. I think like artisanal popcorn maker or something. Yeah. <laughs> so she was in uh, Molotov's uh, on Hate Street Friday night and she claims that somebody ripped this, these glasses off of her face and ran. And then when she ran for, oh, they also said something about how these glasses are destroying the city. And then she ran after them. And when she ran, somebody stole her purse and her cell phone and everything that she left behind. And then a cop helped her chase them all down. And he stole her heart from the makers of <laughs> While You Were Sleeping. And Schindler's List. Comes. <laughs> glass holes. Do you know that they're being called glass holes? Yes. Did you just make that no. up? No. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, bars in the city now that are putting up signs saying that people wearing Google Glass are not permitted in their bar. Um, people are – the term that's being used is glass hole. And I, I guess the the reason that people are saying they don't want people using Google Glass in their establishment is that it's possible to record people without them knowing they're being yes. recorded. and they've tried to find ways around that, but it's just it's, – it's, it's going to just – be good at i've encountered people with google glass a couple of times probably not as many as you because you're in the heartbeat of it yeah yeah. you're in the epicenter of it but i've seen a few times and they are total fucking like like yeah i have my google glass on anyone want to ask me about it i'm here to answer questions like just super like often like they're just really douchey with it Ugh, yeah it's obnoxious it's kind of douchey i think i mean the technology is what it is and i think that that 
probably is the way that tech is going and um this will kind of be a non-story eventually but you think uh, that america as a whole is going to start adopting wearing google glass i do yeah Uh, i think i disagree with you it's going to be the next uh segue no i i really do think that like wearable tech is where it's at so like uh like the like the watch thing that we've talked about before and but a watch think... is a watch is different from a glasses those dorky annoying glasses no i think the glasses are do- dorky and they look annoying but no i i could that, be talking that, that to a smartwatch i'd be talking to a smartwatch but a person walking around with those glasses going like glass show me some local libraries in the area not going to happen right yeah i don't there's still though like there's like um some like vic- victim blaming almost like in a lot of the response to the story people are like she deserved it because she had those stupid things that are but like i don't think really anyone deserves to get like she, well first of all she wasn't injured but and maybe i'm i'm playing into the victim blaming by saying like well they didn't hurt her but like you shouldn't have something ripped from your face and like have to run after people even if you're a douchebag in a punk bar right Yes, no one should be stealing things off people's faces and running away. I have a feeling, though, though I haven't read the story. I'm sure, I'm not sure, I have a suspicion that she's said or done annoying or obnoxious things. Uh, According to the police report, well, actually, according to the story, she was showing someone how to use it. Like someone probably, you know, someone else in the bar, and then all of this happened, but I don't know. She sound, She actually sounds like an idiot because uh, people are now taking screen grabs of her social media site or her social media sites. So people – she's like reposting all of the articles about it and like she's really like trying to squeeze this for all it's worth. You know what when... it would have been great? This is what I would have done for her. When they stole the Google Glass, I would have squinted my eyes and put my hands out and been like, I can't see. I can't see. Help me help. I can't see without my Google Glass. That's what I would have done. And I just reached around. But then I would have used that opportunity to grope like cute boys and stuff. That's how I am. Yeah. Next What's story. What's happening in LA? Okay. I've been wanting to talk about this because I find this story endlessly amusing. Did you hear? Okay. So Newsweek came back with their print edition. And they wanted a smash grab big giant story to be their cover story. And the one that they found was they were going to expose the founder of Bitcoin. Okay. Okay. Which we've talked about Bitcoin on a Bitcoin. That's my currency I'm (laughs) founding. But Bitcoin, we've talked about it on the show previously, is an online currency. I don't want to bore the audience. Go look it up what it is. But it's an online currency. And it was founded. Actually, I don't know if it was founded by... But the concept of it was designed by a guy named, um, I'll tell you right now, his name is um, Yatoshi Nakamoto. No, 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 wait, I think it's right. Satoshi Nakamoto. Okay. And now the theory before the Newsweek article came out was that Satoshi Nakamoto was actually a pseudonym for a group of people who came up with the concept of Bitcoin. But Newsweek came out and they said, no, 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 no. We've tracked him down by like just looking up Satoshi Nakamoto online. <laughs> and he lives in Temple City, California. And this guy's biography matches with the person who would develop Bitcoin. Right. He okay. was like, an, he's like a brilliant engineer. I think his kids are suspicious that maybe he founded Bitcoin because they've seen his name. He did see, he did like top secret work for the government. Um you know, there were all these – there, and I've read articles about this, I'm fascinated by it, but there was a lot of circumstantial evidence that would make one – I could see how a reporter would go, you know what, let me talk to this guy because there's a lot of evidence here that maybe I'd want to ask about. So okay. she finds him. She goes, flies to Southern California, finds Satoshi Nakamoto, and he's like – she goes, are you the founder of Bitcoin? Because he didn't want to talk to her. He goes, I – don't know anything about Bitcoin, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't have anything to do with it anymore. Other people are taking care of it, okay? So that was what she needed. That was her smoking gun that he had basically admitted that he founded Bitcoin. And so they went with the story. <laughs> By saying the exact opposite? Well, no, he said, I don't, no, well, no, the real Satoshi Nakamoto has nothing to do with Bitcoin anymore. Okay. 
he he has like a billion dollars in bitcoins that have never been used and and, and it's known that he has he wants nothing to do with bitcoin and has nothing to do with bitcoin anymore so that mm-hmm. guy saying that was uh you know matching what they knew so they go with the story well then of course the media just goes crazy and descends in this poor guy's house and then they go wait a minute the guy can barely speak english and Satoshi Nakamoto wrote this paper that's written in very good English, right? Uh, the guy then says, I don't know what she's talking about. I never said that. They think the theory is that he was confused by her questions. He right, and if he doesn't speak English, well. Exactly, and that he thought she was asking about um, his government work. Okay. And he's com- and you can see video of this because like, he's a complete crazy person, right? Mm-hmm. Which even his, even his kid said he's brilliant but an asshole and that he's like, kind of crazy. Like he shows up to his house and the media is descending on him and he's kind of just like, oh, hey. And then he goes, I don't want to talk about this Bitcoin. And then he just picks like one reporter mm-hmm. and goes, you, we're going to lunch. And then the reporter and this guy go to lunch and the people, other reporters are chasing them. It was like a whole drama. I encourage everybody to read about this saga. I don't want to bore you with this. But the point is, Mike Lawson, here's my question to you. Are you the founder of Bitcoin? I don't think so maybe i don't understand the question though so i say yes there we go catching up's gonna be huge now no my question is what based have you read anything about this story no i i haven't really but like i well my question like would he want to remain anonymous well that's what newsweek newsweek's saying by the story and they're saying he's just basically trolling everybody because he doesn't want anyone to know that he founded bitcoin so if that like if the story is he doesn't want people to know like wouldn't he have not used his real name like why is he that's what everybody's saying using his name on everything he, everybody's saying and then there's all this like just like the guy's just like a local elderly crank in the neighborhood like there's video from like two days before where he went to a city council meeting and he was like mad about some sort of municipal problem like there's so many like things that you would think the founder of bitcoin wouldn't do he lives like a single family home he's he's getting he's separated from his wife but they're not divorced so he his, well would creating bitcoin make you wealthy he is if he is the founder of bitcoin he is currently sitting on over a billion dollars in bitcoin okay that's ne- never been cashed right but the reason the thinking is he that the real satoshi nakamoto whether it's this guy or not has not cashed it because were he to cash it, it would A, reveal his identity, and B, um, put the, the market into, like, it would go, it would, it would, the price would drop. Okay. So. It seems ridiculous. Like, it to me, it sounds like bad reporting, whether or not he is. Like, he could be and he could not be, but, like, that question shouldn't exist when this story goes out, right? Well, yeah. Like, I- they should, it sh- they should know for certain that. He is what he is if they're reporting. I read an interesting article, a commentary on this, which was Newsweek, because the guy was saying, the guy was saying, after looking at all the evidence, he's still not sure if this guy, this is the reporter, the the commentator. The commentator said, like, he can see both sides, actually, right? Mm -hmm. And he's saying that Newsweek should have been like, this is a theory. We're putting forth this theory and then let everybody else decide whether the theory is true instead of saying, no, this is the guy. You know? Um. Because, yeah, the guy could be – because the guy, the guy is as brilliant as they say he is and he founded Bitcoin. He could also be brilliant enough to be like, oh, no hablo inglés, you right. know? Totally. Didn't New, didn't Newsweek stop printing magazines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was their return to print. This is going to be their return to print uh, magazines and this is going to be this bombshell of a story. I think I, in my theory, based on what I've seen, again, like I said, I encourage everybody to go read about this story because the whole event, it just if you love studying media or weirdness, this is a great story. But I could see someone should do a documentary on it. But um, uh, my theory is that this guy's not Satoshi Nakamoto. It sounds crazy. I think Newsweek bungled it up here. Yeah, and I think this it's, might go ahead. this would make a good screenplay. Like, what a good story! Like, this nobody gets all this attention, and like people are begging to interview him, and he could. Well, he also make seems this work for him. He also seems out of it and clueless, and so that's what makes it more interesting. In fact, when you see him walking up with the press, imagine if you were just Joe Schmo, and all of a sudden there's like, like the world media camped on your doorstep, and you he just shows up, and be like, oh yeah. Uh huh. He's like, no, no, no questions. You know, 
Like, I would be like, what is going on? Yeah. But he thinks for some reason that this is like, I don't know. It's really bizarre. I encourage everybody to read up on it. It's super interesting. Okay. Cool. What do you got going on next week? Anything exciting? Well, on Tuesday, you and I are doing a catching up with catching up call. Oh, wait. Is it Monday or Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, we are doing a catching up with catching up call. You're right. And then on Monday, I'm going to go see RuPaul's Drag Race at my cousin Richard, my cousin Natalie's house, but Richard will be there. And other than that, I don't have any plans. I'm sure stuff will come up. Cool. I have um, my very final drawing class this week. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's drawing to a close. Mm hmm. And I also have. uh... Oh, my. Your answer was sketchy. (laughs) You're so stupid. And then um, that's pretty much it. I have uh, some light possible my i have a birthday coming up not this coming week but the following one so i have some light birthday plans this weekend but part of that is also there was a work event that i said i had birthday plans for so i couldn't do the work event (laughs) if that makes any sense so i'm kind of like i have the time saved and i have tentative plans but basically i didn't want to go to the work event on the weekend so there you go okay can we also say, I mean, we're going to do start doing these mini episodes on the first Wednesday of every month. Oh, yeah. And we had a, a great time. We had calls. Yeah. People were able to call and chat with us. Guys, we've developed um, the ability to take phone calls in the show now. So if you've, so ever, fun. if you've ever wanted to call and talk to me and Mike, even though no one did. That's not true. Well, there, there were like five or six people that called. That's true. Actually, you're right. I guess I wanted to be like lit up. Like, oh, my God, we got to keep going. Call the call. But. Yeah, if you ever wanted to talk to me and Mike live on the air, first Wednesday every month, that's the time to and do And this it. this coming this coming first Wednesday, we're gonna basically we'll be having a, a conversation. We'll have a couple of news stories and we want people to call in and help us um with their opinions. And I've so. already talked to somebody. Somebody's willing to be a guest on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um I think that's it for me. Anything else from you? Nope. Um, okay, Joe, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um